Welcome, Lost Ladies of Lit listeners. I'm Kim Askew. And I'm Amy Helms. In today's mini episode, we're talking about Anne Askew, a Tudor writer, poet, and Protestant preacher who was condemned as a heretic during the reign of Henry VIII. I love a good heretic, Amy. And, <laughs> don't I? and Anne has the distinction of being one of the only two women on record known to have been both tortured in the Tower of London and burnt at the stake. So, oh, you know, wow. yeah, yikes. Anyway, we'll briefly explore the tapestry of Anne's life, her writings, and this is exciting, the possible connection to my own family history, which is why we're doing this episode. I know, and I'm so intrigued by this. I don't know <laughs> anything about this. So let's just start off with some basic facts about Anne Askew, who was born in 1521 in Lincolnshire to a wealthy family. Her father actually was a gentleman in Henry VIII's court, and he served as one of the jurors at the trial of Anne Boleyn. So clearly in the mix there, big time. And how ironic, Kim, that his daughter would eventually be put in a similar position as Anne Boleyn. (laughs) Judge not lest your own daughter be judged, right? Yeah, I mean, wow, the Henry VIII time period, like the more you learn about it, it just never ends all this crazy stuff that happened to people, especially women. Anyway, so Anne's early life was marked by a love for learning. She was bookish from very early on. She had a really sharp intellect. She was thirsty for knowledge. She devoured theological texts which is surprising for a woman of her time and also at such a young age as well. Um, And she was engaging with complex religious debates and always seeking this deeper understanding of her faith. So then her older sister died when she was 15 years old and her dad decides, oh, let's just marry Anne to the guy that big sister was supposed to get married to. So this was a Catholic guy named Thomas Kime. K-Y-M-E. Anne and Thomas had two children together, but they were constantly fighting over their religious differences, and he eventually threw her out of the house. Bye, Felicia. Right. (laughs) And just to circle back a little bit, um, this reminds me of like the marriage portrait and just thinking about how alliances in those days were so political and financial. I think it happened a lot where like if the sibling died, then the other kid would just be like, oh, well, we might as well just interchange them because it doesn't really matter whether or not they actually liked each other. No, not at all. These two didn't. Um, She moved to London. She began openly challenging the church and its teachings. And this brought her into direct conflict with the Catholic Church and Henry VIII, because obviously religion was a huge issue at this time and for Henry VIII. And it eventually led to her arrest in 1545. She was subject to interrogations and torture, and it was all in an attempt to force her to recant her Protestant faith. Only it didn't work. My question real quick, though, Mm -hmm. is... Wasn't Henry VIII on the Protestant side? He changed a different time. So he eventually became Protestant. Yeah, but he wasn't. Oh, okay. It all, yeah, he changed his position. But basically, she was... She was on the yeah. wrong side at the wrong at the time, time. at the th- okay. yeah wrong place wrong time situation yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah um but she was faithfully Protestant and her unwavering spirit is captured in the examinations of Anne Askew which is something she wrote during her imprisonment in it she recounts her experiences being questioned and tortured it reveals not only her personal struggles but also sheds light on the religious and political climate of the time. 
And also, I mean, firsthand account of being tortured. So. I know. Ouch. And yeah, if you ever wanted to know what it was like. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. going to give it I to mean, you straight. Yeah. Uh, so I'll read a quick passage from the examinations. She wrote, but as touching my belief, I have not been nor will be of any other mind than I have declared unto you, except you can bring better authority than I have yet heard to cause me to leave that which I have professed these seven years. So basically, I won't back down. <laughs> Cue the Tom Petty song. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get the sense from the excerpts that I read, it's not the most scintillating read. It's very much just defending her position. But she also describes being put on the rack. So in case you've wondered what it's like to be tortured with Renaissance uh, torture devices, she wrote, Thereon they kept me a long time. And because I lay still and did not cry, my Lord Chancellor and Master Rich took pains to rack me with their own hands till I was nigh dead. Oh, Master Rich, we know him. Yeah. He's from Hillary Mantle, he right? He totally is. And not to play lightly with this, but it is, you know, a long time later, so we can joke a little bit about it. But it's like, I would have been crying. It's horrible. It's awful. Yeah. I would have broken in five minutes. Just seeing the rack would have Especially made me cry. religious faith. <laughs> I know, no. My religious beliefs are not that, um, I do not have that sort of conviction. No. And she writes more about, her theological convictions, not just in this piece of the examinations, but she was also a poet. So I'm going to read a ballad here that she wrote and sang. Wow, she sang it. Wow. While she was in Newgate Prison. Wait, stop. That reminds me of Edith Smythe. Yes, that's right. From the prison. Yes. The march, women's march. Anyway, go ahead. I wish we knew the tune to this. If I could be playing one of those little guitar, what are those Renaissance guitars? The liar, the liar. If I could be playing something like that as you're, <laughs> yeah, as you're singing, sing it. Oh yeah, yeah. Or just say it if you. Okay, want. so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But okay, it's, I'll read a few stanzas just to give you an idea. Like as the armed knight appointed to the field, with this world will I fight, and faith shall be my shield. Faith is that weapon strong which will not fail at need. My foes, therefore, among therewith will I proceed. As it is had in strength and force of Christ's way, it will prevail at length, though all the devils say nay. Faith in the Father's old obtained right wiseness, which make me very bold to fear no world's distress. I now rejoice in heart and hope bid me do so, for Christ will take my part and ease me of my woe. Thou sayest, Lord, whoso knock, to them wilt thou attend. Undo, therefore, the lock, and thy strong power send. And it goes on from there, but basically the subtext is Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, exactly. I'm fighting the fight, but really Jesus has got my back. Yeah, and I must say, I prefer her Elizabethan poetry to her prose. Um, you know, I love the Armid. You know, I, we've talked before about how I love that emphasis. Kim likes unnecessary syllables, like winged. Right. Exactly. I love unnecessary syllables because I always add them to things. <laughs> I'm supposed <laughs> to have them. Anyways, the ballad that Amy read follows a structured ABAB rhyme scheme, as you heard. And then certain words require that two syllables pronunciation to work, such as that opening image of someone being armed. Um, well, Christus. Christus. Yeah, Christus yeah. is better even. The narrative's organizing element is the trio of spiritual virtues, faith, hope, and charity. 
So after her release from prison, Anne's fate took an even more tragic turn. She was arrested again, this time on charges of heresy, and she was sentenced to death. In 1546, she was burned at the stake, becoming one of the many martyrs of the Reformation. I read on one site that prior to her death, she'd been sending religious books to Catherine Parr through the Queen's ladies-in-waiting, and that might have been the real reason she was executed. And Amy, there's a new movie coming out about Catherine Parr that we are both really excited to see. It stars Alicia Vikander and Jude Law, and it's based on the book, The Queen's Gambit, called Firebrand. And it has Anne Askew as a character. So we were already planning to see this, but now even more, we're going to see this. I know. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. And it premiered at Con in May and received an eight-minute standing ovation. So that's Ooh. exciting, right? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And then the TV show from 2007, it started then The Tudors, which mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of it, but I didn't get far enough in it to see that apparently it has Anne's execution and they really go graphic in it. It was like a violent episode of The Tudors. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she really was a known historical figure then. Yes. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now is the time, listeners, that we are going to explore the tantalizing possibility. I'm not going to even say possibility. I'm We're saying certainty. Thank you. Of a familial connection between Anne Askew and our own Kim Askew. I cannot wait to find out about this. All right. So for a long time, I had heard about Anne Askew and obviously thought about a possible connection because of the last name and there's not that many Askews. So one day, you know, having a little bit of extra time on my hands, I don't know where I found it, but I decided to go on Ancestry.com and just do a little research and start working backwards. So, you know, I knew some information about my great grandparents and so forth on my dad's side. And so I started hitting the back button and you basically on Ancestry.com, if any of you've ever used it, it sort of keeps connecting you with the previous ancestor. And I think it makes some leaps in decision-making based on information available. So that's why I can't say 100% certain that I am related to her. But as I worked backward in Ancestry.com, I got back to a John Smith Askew who was born in Lancashire, England, and he came over to the United States in the 1600s. So he was related to Anne Askew. Um, So as I kept going back, I hit Lady Anne Askew. And I started like shaking. I couldn't believe it. So I know that Ancestry.com makes some leap in judgment based on records that it has. But given that my last name is not very common, and I know that we had been in the US for a long time, and given the records that Ancestry.com has, I can say as an amateur that I am related to Lady Anne Askew which is really exciting. So I immediately ordered a a portrait of her, which I'll post on Instagram so that everyone can see it. It's great. Um, It's an Elizabethan portrait of her. And um, it's beautiful. And it's now hanging in the living room. I mean, it's just the kind of thing that I would want anyway. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, this is a dream come true to be related to this really strong Elizabethan character. (laughs) Who was tortured in the Tower of London. Tortured in the Tower of London. I mean, almost is like when you say heretic, that's pretty close to being a witch, which is really cool. So (laughs) yeah, so I'm pretty much, I'm just going to go with it, right? So cool. Even if I'm not directly related to her, even if some of those things are wrong, and you know how all that stuff is, the records are not, I think, perfect going back that far. I think I'm probably related to her 
you know, somewhere, some way. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's so, amazing. Exciting. Exciting. That, yeah, that makes me think if you could have possibly inherited any of her characteristics, because I don't think of you as somebody that would last long in the rack, as we've no. already discussed, although no. you did do that bicycle ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles without any athletic training whatsoever. And I never thought you would pull that off. No one did. Let's face it. No, one I did. didn't say it at the time, but I was like, hell no, she's not going to do that. Anyone who knew me at all was thinking, this isn't going to happen. But you did yeah. do it. I did get heat stroke on you one You can day. take torture to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, okay, that's great. Well, I loved getting to hear about her and your connection to her. Yeah, yeah. Pretty I feel powerful. pretty proud to be related to her. And on that note, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. Thank you all so much for joining us and going along with my fun little ride on Ancestry.com. <laughs> <laughs> We will see you back here next week for another full-length episode. And don't forget to join our Facebook forum if you want to check out Kim's Anne Askew portrait that she has proudly hanging on her wall. Our theme song was written and performed by Jenny Malone, and our logo was designed by Harriet Grant. Lost Ladies of Lit is produced by Kim Askew and Amy Helms. <laughs> <laughs>